Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Fighting and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. First off, this is our 100th episode which is pretty crazy to think about considering uh, where we were when we started this two years ago. So let's start with the most important thing, which is a massive thank you for everyone who's been listening to the show, whether you started with the very first episode or whether you've picked it up along the way. It's been great to have all of you listening and to hear all sorts of feedback from folks and, and to know that so many of you really enjoy listening to our various explorations on different topics week after week. And as always, a special extra thanks to folks who have shared the podcast with others or who have rated it or written reviews of it, uh, especially on iTunes, since for whatever reason, that seems to still be the key place for podcast reviews and promotion. So um, if you haven't, please rate us and review us and tell other people about it because that's awesome and that helps us get more listeners. Now, with this 100th episode, we're also announcing something. For the first 99 episodes of this podcast, we've done it entirely without making any money off the podcast at all. We've never had any advertisements or anything of that nature. But uh, as you know, if you're a regular listener or reader of TechDirt, one of the things that we think and talk and write a lot about is how content creators can make money these days and how they can have different kinds of business models. So... Today, we're announcing that we're launching a crowdfunding campaign for the podcast and in general for TechDirt, if you want to support us that way, on Patreon, uh, which is at patreon.com. You can find our particular campaign at patreon.com slash techdirt. Like many other things, uh, we're doing this as an experiment, and we'll see how it goes, but we're very, very excited about it. And if we can get enough support, it will allow us to add things like written transcriptions for each of the podcasts, which is something that I know many people have asked for. But without monetary support, it's uh, prohibitively expensive to do it on our own. Uh, it will also allow us to do some other things like invest in some better equipment and generally just spend more time on the podcast and on writing stuff and, and whatnot. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, um, I've actually been saying for a while that I think it's perhaps the most interesting crowdfunding platform around right now. And today's guest on the podcast is Jack Conti, who is the founder and CEO of Patreon. But before we get to Jack, I'll give you a little bit of background. And you know, for us, starting nearly 15 years ago, we've used TechDirt to point out and discuss all sorts of unique alternative ways to fund content creation um, compared to sort of the old way, which relied heavily on gatekeepers and restrictions via copyright that really seemed to conflict with the very nature of the Internet itself. We've highlighted lots of artists who have experimented in unique ways, and then we've also highlighted certain platforms that have helped creators as well. I think probably the most well-known platform is Kickstarter, which we've discussed many times and is a great platform for pre-funding big projects. But Kickstarter has some limitations for many in terms of only funding projects and sort of one giant campaign. And that can create problems for 
creating ongoing sustainable revenue streams. And that's where Patreon came in. Uh, Jack Conti had built up a huge following as a musician in large part using YouTube to release some really amazing videos and experimented with a few different business models along the way. Uh, I don't know if he remembers this, but I first met him a few years back, uh, seeing him speak at a conference where he talked about how brand sponsorship was a real opportunity space for creators, something that I'd written about as well, and which we tried to implement a little bit on our own. Now at TechDirt, we'd also experimented with ongoing funding from our readers, um, using subscription plans and different perks and, and benefits. But uh, to be honest, we didn't put a huge effort into it. Now, Jack, on the other hand, uh, not only had a, a similar idea, but then went out and built a huge, wonderful platform to allow just that, not only for himself, but also to allow any other creator to use it as well. And for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, like Kickstarter, you can back creators, uh, including, as of today again, TechDirt, at different tiers. Um, we've set it up to be monthly support, though other creators, uh, well, all, you can also do it on sort of a per-work uh, basis as well. To me, as I said, it's, it's one of the most interesting and exciting platforms for creators out here today. And uh, many, many creators in different areas, from music to video to journalism to podcasters, are using it. So we're thrilled to have Jack join us, uh, along with our regular co-host, Dennis Yang, to talk about Patreon. So, Jack, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sure. This is, this is great. So let's start with just the, the basics of, you know, what what was your thinking in creating Patreon in the first place? I, I gave my, my viewpoint from it from the outside, but what, what, what was uh, the basis for you? Sure. Um, well, I had been working on this music video. Uh, I was I had spent months working on it, like three months. Um, drained my savings account, maxed out two credit cards. Uh, I was going crazy on this music video. It was one of those projects that just I kept diving deeper and deeper and deeper into until I was spending, you know, 18, 19 hour days. Um, I built a replica of the Millennium Falcon cockpit in my <laughs> studio. I, I uh, worked with this fellow from the University of Arizona who built a 3D printed hexapod robot that, that like danced along to the music. And then this other <laughs> hobbyist electronics uh, fellow from the from the UK who built a, an animatronic head that sang uh, the lyrics to the song. And I was kind of in the middle of these two robots jamming out an electric guitar on a Millennium Falcon set. It was like, you know, basically childhood dream fulfilled. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it cost me a lot of money to put this together and I knew I wanted to make more. And, you know, the, I, my videos at the time were getting about a million views when I uploaded them. And um, I was uploading, you know, one or two videos a month. And um, I felt like, gosh, that's a lot of people. There's a lot of energy and community, and I'm close with my fans, and they appreciate what I make, and they like what I make, and I want to make more. And, uh, you know, my YouTube ad revenue from that video um, to this day, actually, so now almost four years later, that video, you know, cost me over $10,000 to make. It's generated um, a little in total over $800 in ad revenue. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. So there's literally just, and, and, and my ad revenue on a monthly basis from YouTube is about 150 bucks a month. So uh -huh. um, I, I couldn't stomach the idea of earning 150 bucks for a video that cost me $10,000 and three months of my life. And I just, I, wow. I think something in me snapped and I just, you know, that's really demoralizing as a creator <laughs> to see your work yeah. be valued so poorly and and when when the fans love it and value it so highly and uh that was the thinking it was gosh there's got to be a better way there's got to be a 
there's got to be a way that I can have a salary from for being a creator because I I do it on an ongoing basis. I don't want to do a, a you know a big long project you know where I need two hundred thousand dollars up front or something. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, um, and and thus was born Patreon. Yeah, that it's I mean it's kind of amazing. And, and when you first put together the plan were you were you thinking of making it a platform for everyone or were you just thinking about sort of you know setting it up for yourself the intention was not to build a company um it also wasn't just to make it for myself i thought gosh Mm -hmm. this would be something that's useful to a lot of people not just me um and uh i called my freshman year roommate who happened (laughs) to be a, a programmer and a serial entrepreneur and I pitched him the idea. He started coding it that night. We launched three months later, and like within the first day, we were getting just tons and tons of creators signing up because they saw they saw my page, and suddenly, here's this here's this nobody who you know whatever. I wasn't a nobody. I had maybe three hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, so not a huge channel, you know, not one of the mm-hmm. top hundred channels, um, but but you know not like rich and famous and suddenly I'm making 5,000 bucks per video two videos a month. That's gosh, I'm making six figures as an artist now. And so you can imagine creators just started signing up left and right because, um, because it was such a, uh, you know, we were literally paying creators like a hundred times or 200 times what they were making, um, through other platforms and through ad revenue and, and their other income streams. So no, the, the intention wasn't to build a company. It was just, Hey, this is, this is a thing that I need and I know other people would need it too. And, and then, and then it was sort of the influx, you know, the, the hundreds and hundreds of emails, which eventually turns into thousands of emails a month. Um, and then we started having to answer emails and then build systems to answer emails and then build a support team. And then we had to raise venture capital to pay employees. And, and then we raised another round and then it just kind of <laughs> faded in, you know, it was just, it just faded in. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of an incredible story. Just sort of a very natural um, progression and and you know I, I I I really I love the fact even though it's you know it's not the way we're setting up our campaign but the 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 fact that so many of these are you know based on like per work um, support just because it's you know it's so unique and I, and I pointed out to lots of people I actually did a a talk a few weeks ago at um, uh, Wikimedia um, and and I highlighted Patreon and just this idea and you have all these people uh, you know where it's Every time they create something, they know, you know, you, you put it on there, you click a button and you're, you're getting, you know, X amount of, of dollars for it. And it, it just kind of turns the whole process on its head from the way things have been done in the past where you're kind of putting stuff out there and it's just this waiting game. And, you, you know, you don't know how it's going to do. Yeah. Uh, one of the hardest things about being an artist is um, personal finances. Um, (laughs) it is so hard to budget when you don't know what your revenue is going to be. Like, it's so hard to know, oh, I should only spend X dollars on food this month when you don't know if you're going to make $500 or $5,000, or if some brand is going to call you and you're going to get lucky and get a chunk of 12,000 and then you get it. And then you don't know how long that 12,000 has to last, (laughs) you know, and it's just God, it is so tough as an artist to, you know, money. I, one of my favorite sayings, I heard a, a friend say this. They said, look, as an artist, money comes in chunks. There's no regularity to it. Um, and that just makes it really tough. So, yeah, the idea of being paid per work or per month, you know, there's a lot of creators who go two months, three months without putting something out. Um, and I wanted the site to work for them. You know, you don't want to turn people into 
content churn monsters that are just right. you know pumping out mediocre stuff to you know to 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 meet their patrons expectations on a monthly basis there are some artists who are you know they're artists they want to go away to a log cabin <laughs> for three months and get inspired and then come back and release eight things and we should have a system that works for them too yeah so i mean in the, in the the few years that you've been doing it how do you how do you think the platform has really changed if at all yeah yeah, it's changed a lot. Um, well, first of all, it's really stable now, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is amazing. You know, when we launched, um, uh, this probably isn't the best story to tell on a podcast, but <laughs> when when we launched, you know, we launched Patreon and payments was not written yet. The payments code mm. was not written. So we launched on May 7th. That means Sam had 23 days to write payments before we charged <laughs> credit cards on the first um, and you know when you're doing a startup, when you're doing a when you're when you're getting something together for the first time, you know it's scrappy and it's pieced together and it's fast and you just kind of make it work. And um, so now, you know, three years later, you know we have a team of eighty people and we have you know forty technical folks, product managers and engineers and and back end and front end and you know ux designers and um there's systems and you know all the products are really well thought through and really well made and it's also way more feature rich so we have you know multiple image posting and we have scheduled posts and we have tags and featured tags and you know it's a content distribution platform now um so that's that's one big thing about it that's changed i think the other the other thing about it that's changing is you know we're realizing that you know it started as like a way to kind of get money for your ongoing work mm -hmm. and patreon you know over the next few years is going to evolve into the place for creators to run their online businesses um, mm. there's no singular system for creators to do that now and, and there's this whole new generation of of people who who their, their job is making stuff and putting it on the web and they need marketing and they need distribution and they need analytics and they need financials and they need to better understand their business and where their where their fans come from and what they want and um, and Patreon is going to you know already you know we we've we've been building dashboards and business tools and things but you know it will slowly evolve into this place where not only you get your salary for being an artist um, with this sort of membership kind of uh, you know platform but you also get to run your business yeah, well, that's interesting. That's uh, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just my brain is going. Oh, all sorts of interesting things can come out of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because uh, you know, I, I could see where all all kinds of, of uh, neat, useful tools will will come out of that, and where you know people could really find that super useful. Um, I mean, I'm curious to to hear like from the the creator standpoint, um, like. Have you talked to some of your artists and, and what changes when you shift from kind of this, you know, the previous model, which is a question mark, into this kind of more regular content creation model? You kind of hinted at it before when you you don't want to keep churning out mediocre content, but how do you how do you stay inspired? How do your artists stay inspired when they kind of have this regular income versus the, the previous one? Yeah, you know, everybody responds a little differently to economic pressures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, some artists say, gosh, it gets me out of bed and it like, it kicks my ass and it helps right. me be productive because I, because I want to get a song out by the end of the month and now there's financial incentives to do so. Um, some creators 
hate that. And, you know, they don't like the fact that um, they don't get paid unless they make something. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, yeah. it, it, then, then for those folks, you know, they shouldn't do a per month campaign. They should do a per, <laughs> per thing campaign, um, which is why it's, you know, that's why we release that as the option in the first place. Right. Um, I guess the thing that's difficult, you know, th this is something I wrap my head around because the sort of, it's not an ethical question, but the, the artistic, the philosophical question of, you know, getting paid per work and well, does it create pressure to make stuff and then is the stuff mediocre, all that. Um, the intersection of art and money um, mm -hmm. will always be a complicated intersection and it requires, you know, there's no silver bullet dealing with that problem it requires a thoughtful person who really cares about their art and who really cares about being an artist and um, at the end of the day you know it's up to the artist there there will always be economic incentives if you're successful as an artist you know whether it's releasing another album I mean you get paid for an album whether it's going on tour I mean think about think about what artists are subject to now it's not only hey you have to come out with a new song it's hey, you have to be on the road, you know, 200 days a year and you have to play the same song over and over again, <laughs> otherwise you don't get paid. Um, right. Like, is that model any better? <laughs> that model sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be trade-offs. And um, at the end of the day, I think it's up, to the, it's up to the artists to make the decision for themselves how they deal to inbound economic pressure. Yeah. No, that's what... what, what um... I guess, what, what do you think is sort of the most surprising or interesting way that you've seen people use Patreon? Gosh, there, there are things popping up that I just didn't, I didn't expect at all. Um, there's this one phenomenon. Are you familiar with ASMR? Yeah. 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 But, but I, why don't you explain it for listeners who, who sure, maybe I, aren't? <laughs> it's this very strange phenomenon. Uh, well, yep. I, I, should, I shouldn't say strange, rare. It's a rare phenomenon. Some people have, um, when, when they hear like very soft sounds like, uh, you know, the crinkling of paper or, um, you know, the, the, the stroking of a hand on a wood table or something like that, if done repeatedly and in succession, it creates this sort of tingly sensation in the back of their head. And they, people self-describe this. They describe it as a braingasm is what they say. Right. And it, it, they just say it feels amazing and it's relaxing. And um, anyway, I didn't know about this at all. <laughs> and there's a couple ASMR creators on Patreon who are just making like four grand per video, um, making ASMR videos. And you watch these videos, it's like 45 minutes of them like crumpling paper and whispering <laughs> into the camera. I just didn't, I couldn't believe it. And I think it's just so awesome. Like that's what's so great about the internet is, you know, there used to be one pipeline and it would, the pipeline would go to 300 million people in the United States. And so you needed the lowest common denominator, most widely popular, basic human instinct kind of content to come out of that pipeline. And anything left didn't deserve to get in the pipeline. And now with a million pipelines, all to these niche groups and categories, and like you can make, let's say, let's say you're really weird. Let's say only one in a thousand people like your stuff. Well, guess what? On the internet, there are millions of you. Like, <laughs> that's a business. That's a legitimate business for someone who has tastes that are one in a thousand. Um, and and I love that about Patreon, and I love that about the internet in general. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it it is amazing, and I, I it you know, and there's there had always there have always been questions about like you know how does this stuff get funded? That's why Patreon so so interesting. So um, a, a little bit more specific question about the platform, like what are, are there certain things that that you've seen people do that that seems to work really well um, in terms of like you know getting engaging backers and getting their support? I mean, for in a lot of cases. It, it certainly involves, you know, bringing in fans that you already had into into this platform. Um, but are there certain features that seem to get people to engage more? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, my my wife um, has a Patreon page and was was at around fifteen hundred dollars per month for the last couple of years. Um, and in about 30 days, she figured out a way to go from 1500 a month to 7000 a month. Um, wow. And it was, it was really incredible what she did. We actually wrote a blog post about it, but she, she did a bunch of things. She created an, uh, she was coming out with an album and she said, look, any, anyone who's a patron gets their name written on the album, but you have to, you have to become a patron by the release date. So you have to become mm -hmm. a patron by, I think it was November what, 15th or something like that. Um, or September 15th um, and so that created like a little bit of urgency because there was like yeah. a deadline and and then there you know on top of that there's this really cool thing where you could get your name printed on her physical record which is just awesome yeah and and it just drove a ton of people to her patreon page and um, and it was great and you know it, it took about 30 days but she went up to 7,000 it was really a sight to behold um, and it's trickled down a little bit, you know, some folks dropped out after, but, yeah. um, but she's, she's keeping the momentum going and, um, and she actually hired an employee and is now like really building, she's building her business cause she's releasing, you know, two or three videos a month at this point getting huh. paid, you know, five or 6,000 bucks per video. So, so she's, you know, it's expensive to, to create content as you, as you know, but, but yeah. she's got, she's got the the start going and that, that sort of limited time offer, I think really helped kick up conversion and get people excited. Yeah. I could see that where, you know, it just sort of pushes people over the edge, you know, who are kind of thinking about and just yeah. saying like, well now, now's the chance to do it. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of cool. Well, one of the things that we, we were thinking about and, I, and um, you know, obviously we're recording this before we, put this on the, on the website and, and announce it. So we're still finalizing exactly what's, what's in our campaign. But one of the things that we're planning to offer was like, um, for, for four backers, um, doing, uh, and I think we we're saying like once a year, uh, sort of backers only podcast. Um, have you seen that that kind of thing works well or where it's like certain content just for, for backers? It works great. Um, yeah, any any sort of exclusive content is highly motivating uh, for for patrons. Uh, at least that's what the data show. So, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example on on um, Patreon on on a creator's page. You can click their posts, and you can just see a stream of their posts. Mm -hmm. um, now, creators, you know, because Patreon has this sort of tiered system, um, you know, a $5 patron and a $10 patron and a $50 patron um, get different stuff. So, and, and the back end allows that. So a creator can make a post on Patreon, but make the visibility only for $5 patrons or only mm. for $10 patrons or only for $20 patrons. So you basically get, you know, 
these posts that are on Patreon that only $10 patrons can see. And if you're not, we used to just hide the, the $10 post from you. So, you know, you just, you didn't see a $10 post. But then um, we said, you know what, actually, maybe we should just show you that there is a $10 post that you, you don't, you can't see, but there, <laughs> right. there's one here. <laughs> right. Um, and um, when we did that, it doubled conversion on the creator page. Oh, so, interesting. So yeah, exclusive content yeah. is um, is like a really big motivating factor. That was our takeaway from that. And you have to know what you're missing, right? So actually, Jackie yeah. got me to to subscribe as a Patreon because I was like, ooh, I want to watch that video. And on your page, it says only for Patreon. So really, okay, yeah. there you go. It there worked. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's cool. Um, and I mean, you mentioned sort of expanding Patreon to sort of uh, allow creators to sort of manage everything and, and bring in, you know, potentially, you know, other other things. And I mentioned in the opening, um, you know, that I had seen you talking about like, uh, you know, brand advertising, supporting content creators years ago, uh, a few years before Patreon even, you know, was, was, a, was an idea for you. Um, have you thought about even doing, doing that, like bringing advertisers um, into, into Patreon campaigns, like allowing them to support campaigns as well? So, um, you know, it, if we involve brands in mm -hmm. Patreon, which I, I, think, I think we probably will down the road, just, you know, not, not right now. But um, yeah. I do think brands, you know, will be really helpful in getting creators paid. That's what we want to do. We want to pay creators. And as a creator myself, you know, when I was, when I was less in CEO mode and more in music mode, um, yeah. you know, a third of my income was coming from brand deals. And so I do, I do believe that brands, um, you know, ha have just present a lot of opportunities to creators. So I think it's a good idea for us to incorporate brands if we want to get creators paid. And the way that I think we'll do that is not through advertising. Um, I mm. just really don't believe in, it's not that I don't believe. I think the, this, the system of paid advertising as it, as it is now, as it exists on the web, is just incredibly inefficient and doesn't end up driving value where the value actually is. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the result is you know, platforms do well and the people who make the things don't make money. Um, yep. And so, so if we if we involve brands, it won't be it won't look like advertising. It won't feel like advertising feels on the web. Um, even like native advertising, it won't even be like that. It'll it'll literally be like brands, you know, becoming patrons of creators, um, mm -hmm. just like a patron would become a patron of a creator. So I mean, almost like not even differentiating between patrons and brands. Maybe something like that. Um, or, or just allowing brands to kind of, uh, you know, give in bulk and then maybe, you know, having super patrons uh, delegate out the funds. I don't know. There's a number of ways we could do it. But, yeah, I definitely want to involve brands at some point because I, I think they have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of power and a lot of, uh, a lot of money that, that they want to yeah. dish out to creators. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a really interesting space, and I agree that like yeah, like traditional advertising stuff is is a joke and it's bad and it just upsets people. But like when you do you know branding properly, and and this is you know, and and I may be wrong because it was a long time ago that I saw you speak, but I thought you had a really really good take on it, where you know when you can create situations where the you know the brand and 
the creators can align in, in, in a good way <laughs> that actually makes everyone happy. And, and part of that is even just like, you know, recognition that this brand is supporting this creator that you like. That's actually, you know, that's good advertising on its own for the brand without having to put in, in front of your face some annoying advertisement that nobody wants to see. Totally. So, it's yeah, good for the exactly. brand and it's good for the creator too. I mean, the, the example that I love to give is um, there's a creator on Patreon. His name is Smooth McGroove. He's from Oklahoma. He lives with a, his cat. It's a little black cat. <laughs> he has a beard down his waist and long hair past his shoulders. And um, he sings a cappella covers of video game music. That's it. <laughs> That's his shtick. A cappella covers of video game music. This is like... He is so internet-y and awesome. Like, it is just the most awesome. I, I absolutely love it. Um, but it is a no-brainer. Acapella covers of video games. Like, Nintendo should absolutely be his patron. That's a no-brainer. They should be supporting. His fans would go nuts if Nintendo was a patron. He would go nuts, and Nintendo would go nuts. Like, everybody wins. Um, yeah. It's such an odd... You know, there are moments like that on Patreon where I just go like, ah, oh, I wish we had a framework now that allowed that to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 really, really fascinating. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think, like, what... what um, you know, what areas on Patreon do you... Because, you know, I think... You, when it when it launched, you were pretty much focused on just kind of like music and 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 videos and and things like that. I know like now there's a lot of journalism and a lot of um, podcasts on there. You know what other areas are are being used? Yeah, um, so it's it's mostly um, three things: video, podcasts, and web comics. Mm. Um, podcasts and web comics are. Uh, you know, between like a quarter and a third, and um, video is uh, a little over a third, mm-hmm. um, and um, those are the main categories. Then, then you know, music is about eight percent, um, and the rest is kind of divvied up, you know, among games and gaming, game streaming, writing, visual arts, um, sculpture, that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. Sculpture is interesting. <laughs> well, I, I just fine arts in general, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see where, like, you know, things like, you know, it it, it fits very well, obviously, for digital content. I was I'm, I was curious to see how it would work for non digital content. We have an artist who uh, who takes photos of her paintings every time she releases a new painting, and she. She puts the photo on, you know, she takes a photo of, of the painting and, and posts it on Patreon um, and gets paid like that and is doing really great, actually. I think she's, last time I saw her, she's making over a thousand bucks a month, um, hmm. wow. you know, from from patrons. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, and, and you know, w- one of the things that I, I find most interesting about this and sort of, the you know, why it caught my attention in, in the first place and why I've been writing about you know, business models in, in general for, you know, almost two decades or whatever is, is just the fact that like it, you know, I, I like models that, that fit the internet <laughs> yeah. um, as opposed to sort of the old way of doing things, which, which seemed very anti-internet. And so much of it is focused on how do we, how do we stop? How do we exclude? How do we block 
stuff. Whereas, you know, the Patreon model is very much about, you know, being more, you know, more about spreading content, more about building a community, more about um, sharing and, and, and all this kind of um, stuff. And I, I'm, I'm not even sure where my question is. I, I just... Well, <laughs> yeah, you know what's so ironic about that is that... Um, oh gosh it's funny i i agree with you i think i think the last hundred years has been very like anti this it's been very uh but before that like before 1900 basically every piece of great art that you or i or the people listening to this podcast have ever heard of was funded through patronage yeah um like from the sistine chapel to michelangelo's (laughs) david to to novels to beethoven's fifth symphony like it doesn't matter what it's been it was funded because a rich person with a bag of coins said hey i like what you're (laughs) making here's a bag of coins go make more of that thing um and then they did it and that's like that's how we made art for thousands of years that's how the arts were funded and it's like it's only since we sort of figured out how to record sound onto a wax cylinder you know around 1900 and record light onto photographic paper around the same time that there became a, an economic industry around the distribution of physical goods that contained art on them. Like mm-hmm. the idea of taking your art and putting it on a, on a plastic disc or a vinyl <laughs> disc or taking your, 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 your stories and putting them onto a, you know, on, onto a tape and, and shipping that tape to a consumer who buys the tape with your art on it. Like that's freaking right. weird. That's only been around a hundred <laughs> years. That's like the rest of the time, the rest, the rest of the earth, you know, it's, it's been it's been patronage. So yes, like it is, it is kind of new and internet-y, but it's also just grounded in in this model that yeah. that's financed the the you know global arts for for a long time. Yeah, though I think you know, and I think it's important to note that the that, that that that's totally true. But the one big difference here is that you know before you need to find sort of the one big rich guy with a whole bunch of bags of coins right yeah, whereas yeah. you know the nice thing about this and the internet is the fact that you can bring together you know thousands of of not so rich people with yeah. with one or two coins who are willing to to give them to support support an artist yeah. and i think that's that's actually a really um you know profound difference uh, that i think is actually really important absolutely i mean i think that's all the difference in the world right because um you know it goes back to what we were saying before about appealing appealing to whoever you want to appeal to. Um, yeah. The nice thing about the internet now and, and Patreon is um, you, there's no boss. You don't have to make, you, you make whatever you want to make. Make whatever you want to make. And like, even if it, again, even if it's really weird, you're going to find people <laughs> on the internet <laughs> who like it. Um, and, and that's just, Gosh, how how lucky are we to be alive in that time? You know that that's not how it's been. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's great. So, um, Dennis, did you have any other questions? I have uh, a final question. No, no, you, no, I'm good. This has been fascinating. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, so j- just in terms of closing this out, this is this has been great and a really really interesting conversation. And um, yeah, as I said, as I keep saying, you know, I think it's a really wonderful platform. And it's great to hear the way you describe it because you can you can hear the kind of passion in your voice as well about about everything that you've done. And it's 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 really cool. Um, so now now as a, as a final thing, I'm gonna gonna ask you to sort of stump for us a little bit, <laughs> which is uh, uh, since since we are using this to announce our own 
Patreon campaign and and trying to get some folks to support TechDirt and we'll get to experience the platform. I've I've used it and I've backed uh, um, uh, a bunch of folks on it and now I'm gonna experience the platform from the for the other side. But for people who are listening to to this, uh, what what would you say to convince them to to support us uh, on on Patreon? Yeah, totally. Um, I would say that content is free now. In in 2016. Um, it, that's no longer up for debate. It's not an opinion. Um, it's just a fact. Content is free. Uh, but people, people are not free. And it's, it's up to us. It's up to the people who enjoy the content. And actually, let's stop calling it content. It's art. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's up to the people who enjoy the beautiful things that our favorite people put into the world on a regular basis. And, um, and, and grind away and, and suffer over. People suffer for their art and they, and they put it out. It's up to us to keep that flywheel spinning. Um, and, it, and it costs less than a cup of coffee a month. And, and, it, and it keeps artists afloat. You know, if, if there are a thousand people who are willing to put in a cup of coffee a month for artists, for your favorite artists, like the people that are changing your lives, the people that you interact with every day because you listen to their podcasts or you watch their videos or you enjoy their music, the people that you get value from on a regular basis, those people are not free and you can change their lives. You literally change their lives. You can help them be professional artists. Um, you can help them run a business, build a business, scale their operation, come out with new content streams. Like you can help them do this um, with like a cup of coffee a month. So, um, you know, it's, I, I really feel like it's, it's not just, um, it's not just like a nice thing to do. It's like a social responsibility at this point. The web, mm-hmm. the, the web has created free content and now the people can, can help artists, uh, you know, uh, be sustainable. Yeah. That's that's great. That's a that's a great uh, summary of, of everything that that Patreon does and and, uh, and and what it's enabled for so many different different artists. I mean, exactly as you said, that's 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 great. Um, so uh, thank you very much for for joining us, Jack. I know you're you're very busy now that that you're no longer just a, an independent artist, but a, a CEO of a rapidly growing company that's doing some amazing things. So I, I really appreciate you finding the time to, to talk with us. And uh, um, thanks to everyone for for listening. And uh, help, go check out our, our Patreon campaign at, at patreon.com slash techdirt. And uh, I hope, hope you enjoy this podcast and we'll be back uh, next week with another one. Jack, thanks again so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks.